0: Is a he lot wider, opening up uh, the audience's eyes. I, the this is a really important conversation, that. and I pray dreams. that it or is gets enough of attention my uh, out there. With uh, politics my of not as, as of
1: viral as many others' <laughs> disposition on social uh, media and YouTube. And uh, this, this will be out on YouTube
0: war. in a
1: couple, This is our plan of attack
0: in a couple of days. Banks have
2: become an essential threat to our democracy. So consider this
1: justice. Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio freedomslips.com, the number one listener supported radio station on the internet. Please help support this station so this battle can continue forward. Revolution Radio!
3: Hello everyone and welcome to Stargate to the Cosmos And I am your host, Janet Carelesson With my co-host, Dr. Sasha Lesson, And our producer is a mad painter, Thomas Becker And this is Stargate to the Cosmos And our guest is Robin Poe And I can see that Amad mad is getting her on uh, Calling her right now Hopefully she'll pick up very soon here uh, let's do a little sound Hello. check here Hi Robin uh, Hi, One Chief. second and we'll have you come on but, uh, Do a little sound check here And this, this is uh, Revolution.Radio And Stargate the Cosmos Sasha, Dr. Lesson, are you there?
2: Yes, I am indeed Can you hear me?
3: Yes, I can hear you What would you like to tell our listeners today?
2: Okay. So, uh, you know, one of the things that we're finding is that people access the other sphere, the non-everyday, through various means, and they symbol it in different ways. I think in terms of extraterrestrials, how uh, my friend Ray Hernandez uh, was upstairs, his wife was downstairs saying goodbye to their old dog who was going to die, and they were going to take it in to, you know, uh, be put to sleep. And, and, she, and the wife was petting the dog and telling her, you know, love and everything. And she says, Ray, come down here. And so he comes down, you're all excited. Ray comes down there and he sees these pink orbs and he's filled with love. And his wife, meanwhile, says, oh, my God, it's angels, the Virgin Mary. And the dog, which was crippled and couldn't move, jumped up and starts wagging his tail and running all around like a puppy. And so we have three different beings faced with the same phenomenon and yet you know like the elephant of reality they all grasp it different ways and so we have robin poe today who's grasped the reality uh of the spiritual world in so many ways and i regard her as a woman of very high wisdom and she's going to tell us about her journeys
3: (laughs) so robin we don't have a bio for you so we want you to uh welcome first of all to the to the show stargate to the cosmos So if you would just come on and uh, just, uh, you know, tell people about yourself, who you are, your spiritual path, if you've had any non-ordinary experiences. We'll just let you talk for a little while. We're going to raise our little invisible hands and ask you some questions. So welcome to the show, Robin.
4: Uh, Thanks very much, Janet and Dr. Sasha. I appreciate it very much. I'm grateful to be a part of your show and your, your
3: manifestations and creations. Yes. So what brought you uh, to your spiritual path that, that you're on? Tell us about your spiritual path and your contact with the other sphere of beings.
4: Oh, well, I started probably back in 2012 at least when... Um, many changes began occurring with uh, the way I started seeing uh, our existence here. And actually after I had some uh, occurrences with health, um, I ended up having, and I believe it was a car accident actually, that changed my life where I didn't, literally have the full accident that I went through an encounter after the car was spinning and asking the first revolution of the car that, you know, to please, please, please not let anyone else be hurt in the accident. Because I I knew for a fact there was going to be something it was on a, on the freeway uh, with about five other lanes of traffic. And this actually happened just uh, three years ago. In 2015, and um, when the car went on the second revolution where I was for sure it was going to hit the wall, the car all of a sudden just stopped. And it it was like the time stopped or it was standing still at that moment, and I could see a a giant or ginormous um, circle around me of what I felt to be a translucent... um, kind of like what jellyfish would seem to be made of, um, like that was in a bubble. And the cars were probably a half a mile out of my um, range where the car was. And it was just this, like no palpitations of my heart. I wasn't breathing fast. So I knew that it was something different than I'd ever experienced before. There was no adrenaline. And uh, since that time, I've been on a journey of just receiving uh, messages or information through different types of external sources, whether it's going through a different type of congregational uh, learning or religio- I call it religiosophy for like different religions and their philosophies and theosophy. And uh, the way that I've been speaking and my language that I talk or other people when they're having a conversation If it's anything that is not for their highest best, it seems that I just want to assist them in uh, redirecting their thoughts because I've come to that realization of every thought we think creates our reality, and so I feel I'm here now, and I want to learn more about walk-ins because I feel that's probably more than likely something that I'm a part of, been close with spirituality since I was very young, going to churches since I was about five years old, and always drawn to be um, like a helper um, on the planet, to always be there for others when they are in need of assistance and things like um, doing good for everyone um,
3: on the planet. Well, let's... Uh, yeah, let's, let's back up a little bit, and, and you mentioned walk-ins. So to me, I discovered about walk-ins through the writings of Ruth Montgomery, the late great Ruth Montgomery, and that was back in the 80s. And from and let's all uh, explain to our listeners a little bit what we think a walk-in is. But from my uh, concept of what my understanding is of a walk-in is that a soul is in the body, something happens, some kind of truth. Trauma, like your accident, uh, the soul number one exits. It's like it's done with its job. It's been using your body. It's the avatar that they were in. Uh, they are more than their avatar, so they leave, and another soul, some kind of higher soul contract, is has been waiting for a an avatar to become vacant, like changing the drivers in a car. Mm-hmm. And so the new person, the new soul, comes in and uh, starts to drive the avatar human vehicle and I think most times it's the same sex that comes in, although there may be some cases. Uh, and then the, the, the people in the, the lives of the, the person, the, the avatar, uh, sometimes they notice like, boy, you know, Susie's not the same person she was when she went out to school this morning. Uh, different personality. So, that's what I think a, a walk-in is, but then my question is to both of you, is what's the difference between somebody with many alters and subpersonalities personalities and a walk-in? So, let's go to you, Robin, and tell what you think a walk-in is, and uh-huh. Sasha, and then I want to go back to you, Robin, after Sasha gives his explanation, okay. and uh, tell us more about what, what you think happened during that accident. So, go ahead.
4: Okay. Um, well, I haven't read anything about walk-ins. I'm just aware that after the accident, I began having more interest in like learning about theosophy, theosophical things, uh, speaking a language, uh, learning about being the living library uh, and carrying on what's known as the mystery school information. And so I began to study a little bit about it and learning more and more. For me, I mean, to identify a possible walk-in is something I'm not certain if people actually do that or if it's just actually um, the energy that's brought forth. I feel like we are all energy, that everything is, and we flow with all of the energy. So um, with the walk-in, it seemed to me like I just began to become more characteristic of another entity that once walked the earth back in the 1800s, and with wisdom and knowledge of that person, which Robin would have never considered, you know, even thinking about studying, and that's why I felt it was something different than, like, even altars. I'm not real familiar, Um, but it was just a total different um desire for life and lifestyle um, i've always been a you know more of the nice giving kind of person person it's like i say um, helping someone else is what makes the blood run through my veins so i've had that naturally though now it's more very strong and desire of working for the planet and helping all humanity so uh, whether that's a higher altar of myself that, you know, just had to come forth, you know, for the strength to stay. or and, and I feel after a regression, Dr. Sasha actually did a regression where I was able to see myself, which I'd never had any clue of prior um, about the accident, where I actually saw myself lifted by two angelic beings from the car, though I never, like, you know, didn't, I, it was very, in, interesting and intriguing and it's overwhelming um you know to relive that after years and not knowing so um i don't say i can pinpoint it though i noticed that what i did is i began to just open up that i be- i wanted to become the truest purest vessel possible for all of um the energy to flow through me uh from you know um everything that was, is, is to come and ever shall be. I, I, it's the easiest way for me to explain it. I don't know if others understand it. It's wonderful to get to know more people who are living this now, that we're all here for a purpose. And it is to save this planet, that we are human beings, and it's being this that we are learning to live. So whatever you want to call or anyone who wants to call it, it's a pleasure and a privilege for me to be here and be able to share so thank you for the opportunity
3: oh thank you sasha what do you have to what do you know about walk ins are you there sasha are you on mute
2: from from my perspective
4: um oh, oh, there you are we uh, <laughs> we
3: do
2: we don't uh, uh, deal with the ontological status or the definitional status of a, what a person uh, symbols. That's the whole point. And so, what I would ask you, uh, you know, I, anybody to uh, to do, when there is an, a, not to worry about the category that somebody's going to put you in, but rather what is your experience. So, uh, it's for you people out in Radio Land, you know, and and you, you could, what you can do is just imagine that you have a uh, a uh, something higher, a consciousness that has got something it wants to contribute to you and humanity. And what we'll ask Robin to do right now, and what you can do on your own, is, uh, Robin, if you were to identify um, with this new this energy, uh, uh, its essence and its wisdom and its uh, message, you've, you've given us a lot of it. But what would as this walk in, given Robin's uh, oratory now, what do you want to tell humanity? I
0: would
4: share with humanity that our thoughts are vital and every single thought we think is creating. And the most important thing is to focus on what we do want. We've been through enough of what we prefer not to have in our lives to know that we're here for each other to create the highest best and the good for everybody. And um, the ideas for the end of all suffering, I think it's most important for each of us to mind our own vibration. I used to say, what's the four most important words is to mind our own business because the more energy we spend focused on others and what they're doing or thinking, the less we're at our highest, best and good because it's to each his own and we are all energy. Everything is made of energy and All that we have now, we've created this together collectively. And in order for us to be the planet and the people that we want to see, we have to be that. And unconditional love is the way. Um, And every time that we say anything against another, we're speaking of ourselves in the long run. so we should take heed to... Be certain that we are aware when we're sharing about others that we are lifting them up to their highest best because that's what we want. For me, it's it's what I desire for everyone Um, in order to, it's the happiness in the long run, too. It's that, you know, the end of all suffering and for everyone to be happy. And I think that's what everyone's desires, you know, to live life.
2: Thank you. And Janet, what about you? I know that you have a, an association with the uh, the Mother of Humanity, NIMA. What would NIMA want us all to know?
3: Well, right now we're focusing our attention uh, from shifting from this, uh, uh, what are, I want to call it the negative paradigm, the negative timeline. Uh, but it's actually all perfect in the divine plan. It was this polarity that was created by all of us um, so we could diversify creation and, and be co-creators with uh, our oneness, with the uh, universal consciousness and source. So, and that's a lot of words. And, uh, I'm going to do what I can to unpack it, people, because it just sounds like a lot of words at some point. And, uh, but to understand and really get your mind, body, soul, and heart into that that we have come together at this time and things are shifting and i think one of the things that that started to shift the most recent shift was uh, north korea and south korea coming together after all these years as enemies it was a the modern kind of cold war Um, as a child of the 50s and 60s i grew up with um, the berlin wall and that was um, that was heavy. That was hanging over, and the threat of nuclear holocaust happening as a child of the 50s and 60s. And we were taught to um, we had all these alarms going off. You know, sometimes they were scheduled. Sometimes they would just have these tests, and we were supposed to go um, duck under our desks at school. <laughs> Like, that would really stop a nuclear, you know, bomb going off. I grew up in Pittsburgh. We were taught as children that Pittsburgh was one of the biggest targets because of the steel mills. So I was really glad the steel mill industry stopped (laughs) happening in Pittsburgh, but that really didn't mean anything. So this uh, latest threat that we've had is, you know, uh, the different countries. uh, Somebody's munching. You have to mute if you're munching. Oh, uh, can you mute whoever's speaking Yeah, okay. So, um, in January, I live in Valley, Hawaii, um, suddenly all of our phones went off, and we had this uh, threat of a nuclear holocaust coming down into Hawaii, and they said it's not a drill, and it's going to ha- hit in about 15 minutes, and it's like, oh my God, we're all going to die. So I'm very... I think that that woke us up to a higher level energy. And, and then shortly after that, there was one of these, I think in Japan or something. And it's like, wait a minute, this is like really cruel. <laughs> you know, uh, your phone goes off and you're supposed to kiss, kiss your ass goodbye. And it's like, well, who do you say goodbye to? How do you say goodbye? What do you do? What do you do? So this seems to be a, a shift that this uh, grand awakening with everybody focusing on that level of the phenomenon that made it more real like okay we're back at this game again um i I, this time around i think uh, humanity and consciousness is saying nah no way that's not going to happen so we've kind of up our light we've um shifted to this higher awareness and to the co-creation of our energies Coming together, you know, it's like the uh, Christ Consciousness, or the Bible says when two or more are gathered in our, my name. So we're gathering our energy in this uh, collective, and we're saying no to a lot of these uh, things that are being uh, had, kind of horse fed to us, and we're supposed to just take it and swallow it. We're saying, nah, that's, I'm not going down that timeline, I'm not going into that reality, and I'm going into this uh, kind and loving uh crisis consciousness, uh, I'm not saying, it, it's not a Christian thing, but it's a, a, an energy that's very high level of consciousness. And so that's what I see happening. And this in the, the last week or so, a major shift is happening uh, for me personally and for my planet. But I realize that there are 7 billion of us and we're all walking around in 7 billion different realities. How do you see it, Sasha? You you're a war baby, I'm a baby boomer, and um, (laughs) Robin, what generation are you, generation, I don't know, what was the one after the baby boomers, the Xers?
2: No, I don't know, uh, from my Uh, perspective, uh, if I can, uh, you know, I've been working on channeling Sasha. Uh, He's an existential philosopher, and he's full of shit sometimes. But right now what he thinks is that these are the best of times and the worst of times. You have everything you need to enjoy your here and now unless you're letting your consciousness be dominated by the dead past or the imagined future. Take what you've got, don't sweat what you've not. And that's about all i got to say right now.
3: Okay. And who else was trying to speak? Was that you, Robin, or or
4: Matt? No, it's okay. I just was allowing Sasha to go because I knew you had mentioned my name and, and that's perfect. Okay. Uh, you're right. So. Um,
3: Matt Pater, do you have anything to add before we go to the next part?
4: Um,
5: How do you know that a, a walk-in isn't something you don't really want?
4: Okay. Robin? Well, what came to me in that is that for if it is a walk-in for me, I would say that I did. Robin wouldn't have had a choice because I died in the accident. So the energy that I was carrying needed to go to a higher level in order to. It's like ascension, I guess maybe. And if that's part of it, I'm not sure. You know, I don't know. Maybe we do a study on NDE or you know near death experiences and and ascension and how much that has to do with where we are today now collectively co-creating and manifesting, because it's something I did not know about before the accident. No clue. No clue about creating and manifesting. And so, again, I think that these major, what some would call major disasters or catastrophes, which are all learning lessons, I call them stepping stones or stumbling blocks, in order to assist us in going higher in... The levels of ascension in order to be more free, to allow things to, you know, wash over our backs, you know, not bother us, because life is so much more meaningful than all of the small things, like you say, don't sweat the small stuff, you know, as to quote the the other gentleman, Um, and it's all small stuff, because... We're here to enjoy what we have. We've created it, and it's time to enjoy it. Um, and so if it's a walk-in that's bringing us through, you know, to assist in that enjoyment more than having, you know, there is no more fret, worry, angst, or anxiousness, and we can let go of all those. They are they are truly unnecessary warrants that take us away from the best and highest good for everybody. And these are so if that's what occurred with the walk-in, um, or just the energy shift, because uh, many things changed, you know, eating habits, uh, lots of different, um, parts of who I was became So you, you remember who you were?
3: Robin, you remember who you were, the personality you were? How old were you when this happened? Uh,
4: this was a, it's like three or four years ago. It's been, uh. Like so now, the on adult. Is, right, I'm 50. I'll you're, be 56 now.
3: So yeah, you're just so you're a full-on adult when this happens. So you, so yeah. you're saying that you have this new personality, but you remember who you were before.
0: Yes,
4: I. What the are the difference differences is, between two, yeah, two of you? Well, definitely, the monitoring of language and how we speak and how vital it is that what we're thinking and saying it is of utmost importance. And i I know you were mentioning about the negativity uh, timing because when I came out of this the incident for the last two and a half, three years, it's been you know positivity. And sharing that. Well, I'll share this if if I may. If you wanted to know about me, so this is actually something that came. Um, I woke up on a morning, which would have been my dad's 90th birthday, and our last name is Poe. And the first thing I heard was Poe, peace on earth. And all of a sudden, my whole life shifted into that. I was to begin speaking peace, positivity, and prosperity over everyone and everything. And that's who I am, evidently. And I didn't realize there was so much in a name. And it's just something that just rivets through my body with excitement and joy and living a life of bliss on purpose just by wanting to be what I call abundant abundance for everyone, where it's not just, it's for everyone's desires and dreams, which can be reality. And so that's what I focus on. And in doing that, I in turn have my abundant abundance and all of my blessings of my desires and dreams. And this is just something, we can be whatever we want to be. We all have the power so much deeply inside of us. All we have to do is, if you want to use the word, believe it, or just start to live it. And the more you say it, the more you become it. And then it is what it is. We can have what we say. Right. Uh, well, i know just to live things,
2: it. So, uh, you know, in a way, we uh, okay. we don't have to wait until we. Uh, uh, you don't have to become what you want to be. The reality is the reality is you already are and this thing about not having consent to a walk-in is usually not the case at all once you go deep you'll realize that everything is by consent and not only by consent but that you organized it to teach you the lessons you need uh, uh, for your evolution or at least that's an interesting way to look at it
4: absolutely and I well, believe, I do believe that. I, I do think we all are already equipped with everything. And once we let go uh, of all the preconceived notions and prior belief systems or programming, which I can attest to, you know, knowing the difference, I actually, um, if it's... Um, just being in touch more with the higher dimensional realms of beingness. And even though we can't see it doesn't mean it isn't there um, because it's been there all along. So I don't, that's assisted me in, in, in being this because it's a, it's the power of all and, you know, like they Mm -hmm. say the powers to be as above, so below and, It's just, I've become a channel and a vessel of the energy. I've asked for that. So if that's, I don't, it may not be walk in. I'm mentioning it because it's a curiosity for me to find out. It's not that it matters. What matters now is that we do the best we can with what we have and make the most of everything. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh. I have someone that would like to call in and attest to who I was before and who I have become or who I am now. Um, I don't know if there's a number oh. that they can call in on. <laughs> it's funny. Mad, can somebody call in?
5: Uh, yeah, 229-299-5320. Thank
4: you.
3: Okay, so we'll have, uh, who, what, what's the name of your friend or are they calling
4: indefinitely, or maybe
5: what? What's the area? Code? I
4: think no. it's seven hundred two area code. I That's think he, yeah. He's probably going to call in Okay, thank you.
3: Okay, okay. So then I, I think what um, Thomas I Mad mean, was saying is, how do you know you're not being possessed? You know, like um, <laughs>
0: it is kind of what's the difference
3: between a meant, you you know? Know, walk in and a uh, possession? I yeah, Thank you. Um, Because people, I think people do get possessed. We've certainly, Dr. Les and I have done some exorcisms soon. Uh, So that's
2: what I do. I'd like to answer, listen, um, Ahmed, uh, one of the things uh, you do uh, that works for a lot of people uh, is you... you, you,
3: you,
0: you,
2: What?
3: Uh, You have to (laughs) wait. Huh? We can't hear you, Robin. Called. Hello.
0: Hello.
5: You have to shut off your player in the background. Okay. And then we lost uh, your guest. Let me call her Robin? back. Robin.
0: we lose
3: Robin?
2: Okay.
3: Hi. <laughs> uh, yeah. Listen, I'm really I'm mad. Mad.
2: Listen, I'd like to. Uh, can you hear me, Ahmed? Yes, sir.
3: I can hear you. Please okay, leave your message Okay, so here's
2: four seven zero two two. Uh oh.
3: Uh oh, we lost there. Okay, let's okay. just talk to who what was our guest. What you
2: do if you? What you I'm do, here. Matt, you if you? Uh, what the, uh, okay. okay, Janet, go ahead. I'm what do sorry. You wanna, I I, you
3: asked, I asked who was our guest, but go ahead. You're talking to Matt, so go ahead, Sasha. Say what you want to say to Matt, and then we'll bring our guest on. Yeah,
2: it's. It, so, listen. You you were saying, what do you do if you don't want, uh, if you have an attachment that you don't want, right? So, uh, what I was going to do is just give you a little practical advice. What you do is you say to the attachment, uh, "I'd like you. You can use my voice or uh, my thought patterns, but not take me over." And uh, and you say, you know, and say, you know, what do you want with me? Do you When did you attach to me? What the? What do you want anyhow? Uh, and uh, and. Uh, I, you know, I don't want you here. We, uh, would you, we, you know, go, why don't you go away? And, and you know, I uh, you know it'll say, I don't want to go away because, you know, the, the devil sent me to, to mess with you or whatever. And you say, Oh, yeah, what did the devil say would happen if you didn't mess with me? And you say, He's the devil told me I disappear, I wouldn't exist anymore. And that's when you say, Listen, you, too, are of the light. Look inside. They, he lied to you. You are of the light, too. And they look inside. Wow, I'm of the light, too. You can't be destroyed. You are a soul. And now it's time for you to go back to your place in the light, which is your own place. And I ask the Archangel Michael and the light, helpers of light to cast their net of light around you and your subordinates and your bosses and your coordinates and take them from a family and his home and everyone he knows and go to your place in the light do you have anything you want to say to a before you leave him okay and he'll say something <laughs> i'm sorry i love you said, now go to your place in the light and you'll feel something go away yeah. it's worth so a it try help them out. yeah help him leave They yeah, they they cool. think they're helpless they they're trapped too, but it's you can't. But souls are indestructible, and it's always a lie. Everything is of the light.
5: Right, I'm trying to call your guest back again, <laughs> but, okay, but yeah. the, the person that called in is still sitting here.
4: Please leave your message for seven zero
3: two. I'm here. I'm, I'm here. I'll text Robin. Okay, so who, who's me? our caller?
4: Yeah. I, so, keep, hi. I keep getting an okay, answer sure. machine I'm, for her.
3: Okay, I'll text. Hi, can you hear Say that I'm again, here. Can
0: please.
3: Yes. What is what I'm, is your name, caller?
0: I'm John.
3: Hi, John. Nice to hear from you.
0: Uh,
3: I'm going to text Robin while you're talking, but you were going to tell us that you knew Robin before and after her accident, and you heard what I, she said before you called in.
0: I did. Yes, I've been listening, and and um, okay. The only way I can explain it is an analogy of of uh, we actually knew each other in, in a dating form about five years ago. And, um, you know, the analogy I have is, is kind of like walking through, you know, the mountainous desert and, and um, where once was uh, maybe an ancient waterfall is no longer there. And that's how it was prior to who she is now. And now I uh, imagine walking through that same area in the desert and now there's a flourishing waterfall just, just pouring abundantly into the desert and that, that water just sustains life. You know, the, everything is blooming and everything that water touches, you know, lives. And, and that's how, you know, I, I see her now. It's like she touches things and it just, and they bloom And and her energy, um, it is just pure abundance. I've never heard anything negative come from her, and and that in itself has has had a great influence on me. And that's that's kind of what I see the difference.
2: Oh, I can tell you for right now. That's my impression of Robin too. But the question is: What was the? Do you have a contrast? Was uh, she more mundane before? Was she uh, selfish? She's she's the opposite of that now. She's the most generous person I know. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't.
0: um, She was much quieter. Um, Her voice. She didn't. She didn't. She didn't have a voice then, you know. She was she was more uh, meek and and and, uh, and and laid back and and uh, you know I I don't know if the word is ambitious or or um, or, or or similar to that but uh, you know now she she is uh, she's out there right
2: know? no I I know what you the difference is. Before she was locked into pleaser, pleaser of other people. But now she's become a a high priestess of love. I
3: agree. Are we? (laughs) Sorry, I was. uh, We can try to call Robin now again. She went dead for a moment.
5: I think she's back. Okay.
3: Robin, are you there? Yes, I'm back. Thank okay, you. good, good, good. So I missed what John was saying, but um, catch us up, Sasha. So- before, before you were
2: before you before you were shy and quiet. Now you're you're out there with a powerful voice for love and peace.
4: Uh, I thank you immensely for that, and I will share what happened is as I was sharing with you all earlier about the message after I had made a comment where. I was very, very ill and I couldn't walk and I, I just cried out and I said, if you will heal me and make a way, I will let it be made known. And then I said, you're going to have to write it really big, like across the sky for me to be able to, you know, see it and pay attention. And within three days, I literally, I have a recording where a huge limp, like I'm going to call it a ship because it's, there's nothing like I've ever seen before. And it wrote the letters, transforming experiences loudly across the sky. Huge. I mean, it looked like they were 12 feet tall up in the sky. And you can imagine how big that must have been. And um, I recorded it because it was so unusual. And then um, I, after getting the message about, as I shared with you all, uh, he's faithful to grant us exceedingly and abundantly that which we can think or ask. And then I went to the, the scripture also to speak boldly, because you ought to speak. And that's what I was given. So, I, I like I have to say now with everyone, please don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> because you know, when you're given a message, and I have another little story that occurred with me where I ended up at the Catholic University in Canada, and sharing on my way down there with my dear friend, I had been given a message in the morning and it says, you know, once you make a vow unto the Lord or whomever, you know, you're responsible for that. And then lo and behold, it was a confirmation of just that where a nun who was out of habit, you know, she was in regular clothes and someone asked her, you know, well, how do you feel about, you know, just being like what we would say normal in society by not dressing in a habit, not looking like a nun. And she just spoke the same words. She said, well, my dear, once you make a vow unto the Lord, you're responsible to keep that. So it's my life has been a symphony of synchronicity, and that's what I love to call it. That's why I love the synergy because it's our synchronistic energy that keeps occurring, that the frequency uh, that we're able to vibrate at. And I'm just grateful to be awake. I, I call it the game of wake up, wake up, wake up, world please now. I'm just grateful to have done it, you know, in this lifetime because now I can get to, you know, working at it. It's not really a job; it's a pleasure, and a blissful one at that. Share the love. Wow.
3: So I think one of the most important
2: things is to what degree is who you consider, what you consider you to be, and that uh, the expansion of kindness. Consciousness ...includes the sense of you that goes beyond your skin, that includes other people, that includes other beings, that includes all, all forms of everything, and and, and and so that it's how wide you uh, comprehend the you that you really are, uh, I think.
4: Beautiful. That's beautiful, because we are one with everything. Oh.
0: So, John,
3: you're still there?
0: I am still here.
3: Okay, hi John. Can you hear me? So, I could hear you. Yes, yes. I just missed everything you said because I was helping um, Robin get on back on the air without. See, you have to be a certain distance apart, or we have interference with the feedback of the the radio. So she had to get. I think I think Robin's out on the porch or something. That <laughs> we're having fun. Uh, we're in the jungle here in Maui at where we. <laughs> have, uh, so I I didn't quite hear what. Uh, so you've known Robin for how many years? Um,
0: uh, like probably all, a little awful over, awful over, lot or over what? Five, five years.
3: Five years. Okay, five years. We, so
0: we we lost we lost contact in the middle, of three or four.
3: Uh huh. Well, so I'm
0: it's interested. been sporadic, a time out. contact. Been sporadic contact in the last three, four years, but you know what I knew of her five years ago, and what I know of her now is is you know darkness and light, you know that the difference. And um, Interesting. you know, and she touched on it too. I, I think when I knew her, you know, there was our vibrations were not aligned at all. You know, our energy, our connection. Um, it was just, it, it was just probably shallow and, and not deep enough to sustain any type of, of relationship. And, and, um, when we reconnected a, a month or so ago, it was, it was just, um, we just both felt the, the vibration, you know, it was just, it was just, um, weirdly off the wall in, in my experience, you know, I mean, uh-huh. uh, and, and um, so it's nothing that I've ever experienced before. and now it's it's uh, my eyes are my eyes are uh, wider open. You know my mind has been uh, my mind has been expanded out of my skull, I guess, you know, it's it's very um, enlightening for me. I don't know how she feels, but I'm only talking about my feelings. But so, Uh so yeah, so like I said, the analogy I used was, was, you know, when we knew each other before, it was, you know, it was like a dry desert, you know, uh, riverbed or or whatnot. And then, you know, she brought life and water to it, which just grew life all around it. You know, anything that water touches, it just, Mm -hmm. um, it uh, grows. And that's kind of how... You know how I, I've, uh, you know, been trying to assess the whole situation here, but I, I don't want to question it too much, I just want to uh, live in the energy and, and, um, and the vibration is amazing.
3: So how would you describe yourself, John, like, I mean, you were yeah. just calling it, but who are you? What, what What's your purpose? You know why you came into 3D physicality, and why you're here, your mission in life. Um,
0: I'm not, I'm not sure. You know, to, to, sure. to be <laughs> okay. you no know, right right on right on spot, but I, I know that you know my purpose is is much greater than than I probably um, have been able to uh, detect at this point in my life, and and I'm just waiting you know, for the fuse to hit the bomb type of thing. And, uh, I just, uh, you know, I feel I have the same spirit as Robin, as far as just wanting to, to reach out and, and help people and, and guide them and, and, uh, you know, just make, you know, the world a better place one mind at a time, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so I think we're very on, on cue on that. Um, and, and, uh, I've never been, you know, in a near death, situation so I I might not appreciate you know life as as much as um somebody that has you know I've dealt with a lot of death in my life and and uh but not not mine and and um so therefore I'm I'm still you know got like uh you know toes still stuck in in the um in the real world so to say you know the everyday humdrum stuff that kind of sucks you down but um you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling on it and I'm reaching out for it. So, you know, it's just a matter of, of time before I'm, I'm have another level of enlightenment in my life. But I, I just, um, I've been loving the journey so far. And, and I, I, I believe, you know, every, everybody's life is, is about choices and we have, you know, free choice and, and we have, you know, personal responsibilities and, and, you know, I don't. I don't play victim. I don't believe in in anybody else being a victim of whatever's happened to their life. You know, just rise right above it and and love what you have left. And that's that's kind of how I live my days.
3: Excellent. So, and Sasha, so, feed that comment. Yeah. Or do you have more to say? Go ahead, John.
0: So I would just say, passion-wise, I've always been. You know, I've been a chef for years, and and I think that's, you know, food. Food is one of my biggest passions. You know, see people's faces light up when they when they taste something that I've made. Um, and and it and it's uh, great to be able to. You know, I've done a lot of volunteer work uh, locally with you know St. Jude's Ranch and and just anybody else that that you know needed 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 a, a event. You know for whatever I've always seemed to be there. You know, people love invite me over for their potlucks, um, and every time I walk into somebody's backyard barbecue, I get handed the the uh, the spatula. So, um, but I love that. I I, I enjoy uh, you know feeding people, and and you know maybe I can that talent and skill and love that I have will, will be something that grows more universal
3: what kind of a chef what's uh, your favorite
0: things to cook oh everybody asks me that okay. and, and I don't know if that's an appropriate question for a chef because he would okay. be very um, very monochromatic I guess and, and, and kind of lame if he only had one thing that he enjoyed cooking or one thing that he loved to cook you know I think a true chef has his fingers in everything and every ethnic Type of food and and so therefore yeah I, I enjoy every challenge food wise and and now um, you know I have somebody that that is a little vegan and, and gluten free and all those other type of, of um, challenges in cooking but um, it, it it just opens up my mind to to you know how closed my mind was wrapped around food and and you know. It can only be this or that, you know, so I'm learning to make things taste amazing that that doesn't have a lot of um, animal products and and that type of stuff in it. So I'm very blessed. Oh, That's
3: great. I love it. (laughs) Um, Okay, Robin, we'll go back to you. What would you like to say now that you just listen to all that? Anything you want to add, well, comments,
4: questions? Thanks. Um, I definitely appreciate what John said. And just like with cooking and thinking that there's only you know a couple of ways that you can actually have a meal or enjoy something, it goes like that for everything, uh, the way that we reach our spirituality or our ascension whether we're working with the Masters, the Angels, or Guides, um, the the Ascended Masters, the Galactic Federation of Light, you know, whoever we feel the resonance to or drawing, um, it's it's all us. In the end, it's the self-realization that we are the ones that are creating and manifesting it all along. Um, And... It's just great to meet soul family to be able to really do this and not feel alone in the world for those who hopefully, you know, are listening, maybe even that they haven't had a clue what's going on in their life. If you're feeling extra you know, pain in your body, it's, we're expanding from the inside out. Like our bodies turned to crystalline and the changes that are going on are so that we can uh, withstand, the knowledge, the wisdom that we have, it's it's quite powerful. And I believe it's being brought up. It's the mysteries of old, and it's why it's not being taught in the school system. That's why I'd love to get the Schools for Gods, Goddesses, and Superheroes built to, uh, or as I say, get the show on the road, um, so that more will know this is the way of life that is our truth, that we are born with free will and choice in order to decide what is the best for us and not just be spoon fed
3: everything. I agree. So what will it take to get this school up and running? How do you envision uh, it? Um, oh, so go ahead, you question and then,
4: go ahead.
2: Well, no, it's it's a larger uh, uh, thing I'd like to really dovetail on what, what you were saying, Rob, that uh, the assumption we call it in philosophy, you call it intentionality, that what you assume that what you've got is what you intended, whether you're conscious of it or not. So if you become conscious that you intended everything so that you can learn things, then you're ahead of the game. So if you look at the things that really bug you in other people, that just means there's something in you that isn't at peace with other people being how they are. So if you can't stand people who are angry, that means uh, look at what what makes you angry and go deeper and say, what do you really need? Uh, and then you won't be judging other people so much. And same with what you overly admire uh, in other people. The reality is what you've got is what you intended, and you might as well take responsibility uh, for it and stop pretending that you're a victim. So I agree with you, Robin. Absolutely. Absolutely. I...
4: The, there, so, are, there are workshops and things we'll do with Janet. I'm sure the the property here in Maui is a perfect example of what we can do uh, with the wisdom and knowing that you know it's, we can create it for the so best how, for everyone to share. Right.
3: Good so this gods, goddesses, and super heroes. What do you mean by that? What do you, what do you envision? Who, who are the students and what kind of things will happen at this gods, goddesses, and superheroes?
4: Yeah, uh, school. I
3: guess it might be hybrid.
4: Planet. That's right. Highlands. And the hybrid heroes, we're, we're all here. Uh, having the opportunity to share our experiences and
3: there's some feedback here. Who's got uh If you're not talking, could you put it on mute? Yeah, because uh, getting feedback. Uh, if you're listening to the show, you can't only, you can only have speakers up on one thing. Yeah. Okay. We're doing good. Okay. Go ahead, Robin. Tell us about this. Um, what do you mean by gods and goddesses? Are you talking about the Anunnaki? Or are you talking about the Greek gods? Well, are you talking about...
4: Yeah. I'm talking about us. I'm talking about the world as we know it. We are all gods, goddesses, and the hybrid heroes for the children, especially, that are coming up. For me personally, I I feel that I'm part of the hybrid program. I'm I'm pretty certain of that, especially after having a DNA test that says 3.5% of my DNA is not found on this planet. I mean, can you literally—we have the proof of a test that says that— so I giggle because I I'm just enjoying it in sharing the power that we all have in creating in our brains the the most powerful tool and weapon it's everything within each of us um, and sharing that in a setting that's um, right now I'm standing in Maui and this is the most enjoyable paradise on earth I've ever I've. So um, that's that Poe. I say it is great to come together for the purpose of co creating, which is peace, positivity, and prosperity over everyone and everything on Earth. So, um, however that looks in sharing it with others and their realization for uh, learning the possibilities that we—they are infinite. That life is limitless, um, and we can have that which we desire. We just have to unlearn or um, delete some old programming uh, so that we know what we are actually created to be. And I know there's a program that has been created, and I'm sorry I don't remember the lady's full name. I will uh, send that to you separately. She's from Australia, and she's been working with the Ascended Masters for quite a long time. She also brings in children hold
3: that thought we're at the top of the hour we have a five minute commercial break we'll be back in five minutes and we'll talk about uh, this lady from Australia's aloha we'll be back in five aloha
0: things were not quite right, that everything was just ever so slightly askew. Do you have,
3: to paraphrase Morpheus, a splinter in your mind? If you're interested in hearing the latest information about UFOs,
0: the paranormal, ancient cultures and structures, monatomic elements, longevity, fantastic discoveries in science, download it to your brain, then tune in to us. Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Mackie. And we are shiny
1: side out, Sundays, 2 to 4 a.m. Eastern. See you then. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. You don't need to expect us. We're already here.
3: Join me weekdays for my new show, Tell Chris Joe. It's going to be a problem show brought to you live from Kensington. Thursdays, I'm dealing with hot topics, heated debate, what's new around the world, and ring-ins to discuss listeners' problems and offering considered and heartfelt solutions. So join me, Chris Hart, for Tell Chris Joe, stop what you're doing, grab a cup of tea and coming live from Kensington. Relax. Let me entertain you with a coffee bar online. Listeners very personal problems. So that's Thursdays, 2pm in the afternoon, Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. See you there, it's gonna be
0: lots of
1: fun. Is your data safe? Do you have the necessary information to assist you in confidently living through just about any survival situation? The survival and gardening, off-grid living, medical knowledge, or even natural or man-made EMPs on your list of personal concerns? Do you have your documents and your personal information in a safe place in your hands where you know where it is? Well, check out our preloaded EMP-proof thumb drive. Looking for a nightcap to fill your listening needs? Come join us on Spaced Out Radio with me, Dave Scott, right here on Revolution Radio. Monday through Friday for three hours a night, starting at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern. We will take you down the supernatural path. From ET contact to the paranormal, and all of the spiritual, cryptid, and conspiracy stories in between. You can find us right here on Revolution Radio at spacedoutradio.com, on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, and on Facebook at Spaced Out Radio Show. Spaced Out Radio. It's a night of talk and interaction. Are you experienced?
5: Hi, this is John. Sorry, I'm not available to answer your call right
0: now.
2: Janet, Sasha, either one of you here? I'm certainly here. Um, oh, we're I'm on here. We're I'm uh, just, just talking. Revolution talking. Radio, talking. and Janet is going to ask us to make a donation. <laughs> Give them your pitch, Janet.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry I was on mute. So this is Janet Caracare-Lesson and Dr. Sasha Alex-Lesson, producer of Thomas becker Guest Robin Poe and her friend John. Uh, we are back for the second half of the show uh, on Stargate to the Cosmos on revolution.radio. But before we get back to the show, I'd like to remind everybody to dig deep into your pockets and <laughs> your credit card and go over to the donation button on revolution.radio and please, please make a donation. So, um, Matt Painter. Thomas Becker, did we make our goal last month? I'm
5: I'm sorry to say that I haven't checked this evening yet, so I know that we need you know 20 2,600 for this month. So
4: <laughs> right. we at least over. need that. Yeah, well,
3: I was just hoping we're not in the hole that we were at least. No, I uh, don't I
5: don't believe we are. Uh, but
3: uh, okay, we're good. We're but we're on here, so
5: we? It must not be.
3: Yeah, yeah, we didn't have the plug pulled on us. Okay, great. So we were having an interesting uh, conversation about things like walk-ins and uh, spirituality and consciousness, and we're about to go to the second half of the show. Sasha, Dr. Lysen, where would you like us to go? Do you have a okay? Here's, yes, I,
2: I would indeed. Okay, so so it's it's very interesting that um, you know when uh, you he- hear somebody telling you what to do. Is, you know, one interesting thing to do is say, "Well, if I do what they say, what what would the consequences be?" And so that's the, the basic strategy that I and almost all everybody in my profession—I'm I'm an anthropologist, among other things—do uh, is we, you know. And so um, Robin is one of these people. Robin, you're one of these people that uh, when you g- uh, give a suggestion, for example, uh, you tell us uh, why don't we see if we can see whatever is coming down in its most positive light and phrase things in a positive way and praise our blessings and focus on those. Um, That's what you advise, I think. And so I say, okay, well, if we do that, what do I get? What I get is I feel good. The people around me feel good. And that's why I love it that you're here to talk and share from your heart.
4: Oh, thank you, Sasha. I appreciate that too. It's, it is just about having people, I call it, understand more that they are capable of achieving everything. And I just like to say it's all possible. It isn't everyone that wakes up one day and just all of a sudden realizes, oh, I'm here as a vessel. It's for everyone, cat <laughs> <laughs>
1: My cat's here.
4: <laughs> I love it. They're just as much a part of this. They are so pure energy. That's what they give. That's what they they choose to just be able to flow in it. They're calming. They're you know it's it's beautiful what they bring in vibration. They're hold, they're holding space for all of us endlessly. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: they they are the kinesthetic connection to this universe for so many people. Your pets are so important. They bring pets into the hospital and people start getting well. Uh, you know, you got to have a dog or a uh, cat or, or it's something warm and fuzzy to uh, touch. It really helps.
4: Absolutely.
2: So, you know, one thing I know that you're uh, um, interested in, I certainly am, um, is I, I was with many years with uh, Stan Groff and uh, I've done my own studies is the use of uh, of specifically uh, cannabinoids. Uh, and, you know, they're wonderful. They're they help with cancer. They help with uh, they people mellow out. They're they're leading to a world where people can relax and feel each other. I just wonder what what you'd like to tell us about about marijuana about the Green Goddess.
4: Uh, the green goddess flower of the earth that was created to heal all ailments. Um, I work with it uh, because at one point after 50 medications and testing my body to see why I was going through pain and suffering of um, something different with, you know, some call my fibromyalgia or feeling like my body was on fire on the inside. Uh, they fifty different medications, pharmacologists, and uh, put me in third stage kidney failure. And finally, uh, one day, it was um, it offered as an alternative for the pain, and I haven't turned back. It saved my life. Um, it's the only thing that has whether it's the cannabinoid with the THC, mostly for me personally, works the best that I'm able to be pain-free. And um, I, I know for a fact how much it has changed my life. And for the patients who are suffering severely, like with the different diseases that, um, like for canc- cancer, for instance, like the Rick Simpson's types of oil, not to name any, we were making these ourselves now, thanks to Rick Simpson make, paving the way, um, mm-hmm. it's, it, um, words evade me. I, I know that when I've, it it's something also that I believe the reason that the government has done so much to keep cannabis out of the industry is because it is what opens us up to know and realize how powerful and important we all are with free will choice beings or as the free will Choice being that we're created, um, I—that's possibly
0: the best yes.
4: thing right now for everyone. I, for me personally, here's my idea. I said I want to drop cannabis uh, bombs. You know these chem trails. I want to do cannabis trails for people, just to be able to be awake and alive and know how powerful they are. And. Um, it, I believe it's, uh, when I make the oils and the, the way that I decarboxylate it for people, that they would have no anxiety, no anxiousness, no fear, They're, it's gone, it is relieved, and my friends that all enjoy it, um, they say, like, it's it's like the old snake oil, it'll heal whatever ails you, um, I call it a gypsy, uh, magical mud, personally, but. It does. It relieves all the tension and worry. And that's what will assist others in the realization that we we don't have to have that in our lives. In order to live our everyday beingness, it's unnecessary for worry and fret. And it it also, you know, to let go of scarcity and lack, which has held everyone captive in a um, slave society for so long oh that's We're wonderful you know I,
2: we are i uh, i i'm a, a scholar of uh, ancient uh, sumerian uh, stuff and they uh, the ancient sumerians uh, say that when uh, the mother of humanity Ninmah, uh came uh, from nibiru she brought with her uh marijuana starts and that's the the garden of eden was this great big uh marijuana bush and when uh eve uh had uh, some of the fruit of this uh, tree the bud uh, and copulated with uh, with Adam. She had a, a satori experience where she felt her oneness with him, and she realized that people can form a coherent field and don't have. They can feel both separate and together with someone else and that's the magic of marijuana used socially and with you look in a person's eye you don't just smoke this stuff you look in your partner's eyes your friend's eyes and you let you see inside them the same consciousness that you have you let your consciousness run together and you spread that out from yourselves to all humanity and all creatures and all beings marijuana can take you there
3: yeah. Wasn't it, uh, what they were doing in that garden, I was they were testing all kinds of entheogens and even things like grapes for wine and beer. It was more than just uh, marijuana. It was what whether what, oh, yeah. <laughs> what things can get you into an altered state of consciousness, and that was common. You see all the evidence of it on, uh, you know, the Egyptian pyramids that The gods uh, were using. Uh, sacred substances. Uh, they're called a uh, class is called entheogens, to open you towards the light. Um, so that that's the ancient stuff. And in the modern times, I I heard the other day that there's a I forget which uh, senator or somebody is trying to launch a campaign to legalize marijuana across the board in the United States. And and I don't think it'll get real far with the current administration, but. There was something somebody who said that. Well, there are a lot of Republicans that are supporting it now, especially in light with the um, the medical uses for medi- for marijuana. So we have the the ancient, the modern. What do you think about that? And I also think if they do legalize it, they're just going to make it like beer and wine. They'll just legislate it and tax it and. It'll be another uh, source of income for the government. It really Uh, won't be something that you can grow. Yeah, but don't
2: forget, it wasn't just marijuana. It's that the the, the so-called Sumerian gods gave us great wine and beer, too. They like to get high and forget about the everyday and feel their oneness with each other and party down and have sex and stuff, you know.
3: Right, right. So they, they were... The, the gods are potting animals they're our ancestors that's probably why you know we have all the beer commercials and <laughs> wine and all the, the the legitimate legal half is the, the wine, beer, you know alcohol and all that stuff but the illegal part is um, you know the sacraments and the infusions and, and, and marijuana but it seems like it may be within our lifetime where you know it's five, ten years that marijuana will be legal in more places than it is illegal in the United States. Uh, I know that they've been working on legislation here in Hawaii to make it legal, but it might be like the, um, the gay marriages. It goes from, you know, state level and then somehow propels to the, the federal level. And it, uh, Isn't it legal in Canada? Is it le- Canada's legal something Anyway, Canada's ahead of us in a lot of this stuff. What do you think? We'll pass that little talking stick around. Who wants to go next? We have an invisible talking stick. Who wants to grab the invisible talking stick? Well, anyway, yeah, I love it. What
2: we, <laughs> hey, well, let's hear from John.
3: John, what do you think about this topic? Oh, he's on mute. Well, he's on again, I've been, oh, here he I've
0: is. Been, I'm here have been okay, using have been have been using you know cannabis for over 50 years actually and um i i really think we need a um we need to have every person over the age of 18 in the United States start growing it in their backyard in their house if you have water you can grow a plant and, um, I think that would solve the problem. The, the government would be at such, um, uh, standstill and, and confused over it all. Um, I think that we should all do it. Get high at one time. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Well, I don't, I don't, I'm not of marijuana. I don't do marijuana. I don't eat it. I don't consume it. Um. I have nothing against it, I'm open minded, I'm okay with people doing what they like to do as long as it doesn't hurt somebody else. Marijuana marijuana is pretty harmless. uh, It has a lot of positive medical benefits. And it's good if people can relax as long as they don't end up being vegetables and never do anything. (laughs) So, I'm... But, you know, I was raised around it. there was this whole polarity game going all my life. I'm a child of the '60s, and back in the '60s, people were smoking marijuana, <laughs> and my first husband was selling it out of his the, his back room there, and you know, and I was sitting there. I've never <laughs> really been a, um, a pot person, marijuana person, but there everywhere I've gone all my life. Uh, There's always that little room in the corner or in the back at a party and there's the the pot smokers So it it just seems like uh, such hypocrisy that it's illegal When I'm 64 years old and it has basically been around Since I was uh, in my uh, teens, you know, it's a long, long time 50, 50 years and everybody's smoking it at least somewhere Somebody's doing something well There's another faction that has uh, labeled it illegal and they arrest people and destroy their lives. (laughs) It's it's called pluralistic ignorance. Ignorance. Uh, People profess one thing and do another. So, uh, I would like to see this change and stop wasting um, I used to say taxpayers' dollars, but apparently the uh, prison system has been commercialized and monetized and so actually they try to meet their quotas and get enough people in jail and so marijuana's been used as an excuse to basically enslave and imprison people and, and once they're in, in prison they get used as uh, basically slave labor for, that gets sold out so somebody profits so I'd like to see this whole system busted and let's get real and, and legalize it and You know, use our resources for something else besides destroying people's lives. Next person. Robin?
2: Yeah, okay. Robin, go ahead. Sasha? Okay, I'll go ahead. Yeah, you know, the function of of government seems to me to extract more and more resources from the people uh, while maintaining a common uh, good uh, tale that they believe when in reality it's extracting more and more of the basic resources uh, uh, and whoever controls most of the uh, resources, the wealth, and that usually comes down to the the bankers, uh, controls uh, how how much is left for uh, people before they uh, revolt. And Rothschild uh, basically Found is that he could loan out um, money on other people's collateral, uh, and he can control the flow of money in any given place and create wars that prevent the people from ever uh, gaining the solidarity and understanding that they're all one and they're being exploited in this way. And as long as you have fiat money, that's what you've got. That's why we've got to get back to uh, giving each other, gifting each other, and and uh, without a demand of reciprocity but just gift giving what you can give if everybody gives it's called contributionism we got a chance and marijuana lets you feel your oneness with other people look in their eyes and realize that that other person is you and you want to share with them of course you care about everybody's welfare because they are you yes yeah, Pater. or robin okay go
4: ahead robin Okay, I was just agreeing with Sasha definitely. When we get to this uh revelation and realization that everyone is us and we are everyone, um, which is what I believe cannabis totally opens the door up to. I mean, I know there are there are others who may have not had the cannabis and they're at the realization for me, uh, if it's what assisted, I'm grateful. Um, it's all about the same timing. And so I think it's like the answers um, for whatever it is that, you know, whether it's a key, we pick it up and unlock the door in order to step into it, you know, and trusting that this is what's going to assist us. Uh, that's part of uh, the wisdom in it also. I think, uh, you know, it, for me, it's definitely Um, different than the alcohol, you know, the spirits of alcohol, which can be a depressant so many times. And it's just something a little bit different. Um, So I, I'm grateful that, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this and going, look at what we've done now. Thank you all. Look at 2018 and how, you know, cannabis is legalized. And I do see it going across every state in, you know, in the country because there are so many that are, benefiting. There are people that I know that have children that were having seizures. You know, why was this withheld for so long is is not the point anymore. It's just, let's move forward with it. Um, So, I'm grateful that it's made its way to the top of the um, opportunity. So, I haven't really researched all the benefits of
3: this, but have you have any of you researched what are all the benefits of it, like in terms of um, it's, it's an anti-seizure medication? What else
0: has it, it found? It, did, it,
2: it, immediately, it immediately relieves uh, a, a glaucoma, hardening of the eyes when my uh, uh, first wife was hit in the eye uh, with a badminton shuttle. And her eye, her eye, her, her, does that ring a bell? Her Some eye, I guess it does. Uh, so so it, it, uh, glaucoma is hardening of the eye. They give you marijuana and your eye relaxes and it cures this uh, problem with the eye immediately. Am I the only one left on this show? I,
3: uh, I've tried a lot to have this phone ring, so go ahead, keep talking.
2: I'm listening. Uh, well, you know, the other thing is that uh, there's several known... F- cures for different kinds of cancer and if you say it's a cure the american medical association which wants to keep you doing their medicines and uh, hooked on them because they get a percentage and uh, and keep you as long as your insurance is there keep you on their thing until you you die usually from the side effects of the medicine you can't you can't uh, eliminate properly with some of these medicines uh you know they don't want you to know about the cures that are available uh off- for cancer if you say the word cure heavens I didn't say the word cure I'm just quoting other people if you say the word cure they can put you in jail and and uh, there's this uh, several books that talk about how people they'll just make up any story that they can to put you in jail so you can stop publishing things that show how you can get cured because they don't want you to get cured according to the people that I read I don't know if it's true or not
3: yeah you're funny <laughs> a mad painter Thomas Becker, you're down there in the South. What are the attitudes around marijuana where you live?
5: You'll do two years for three seeds. Oh my Whoa. god! Two <laughs>
3: years for three, and what? What? What's their belief that they have such strict rules that they think you go insane or something?
5: I, I have no clue. It just it makes no sense to me. It's a plant, and, and it's the. Uh, if if you know anything about it, it it's a wonder plant it, it it makes plastic that's biodegradable it makes concrete it, it, it's it's replaces four times the amount of uh, wood per acre it's, it's just a miracle plant and they make it illegal because it will help people
3: right There's. I think you you've got the point there <laughs> it makes it, they make it illegal because they're going to help people wow so okay we have about a half an hour have we exhausted this topic or is there more to talk, say about this topic before we go to another topic how to go with
2: God, I, 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 Janet I'd like you to hear about this conference that you're putting on can you tell us, yeah. us a little bit about that
3: alright well one of the reasons that uh, Robin has come across the planet is she's going to help me with this conference. So I woke up on January 1st of 2018 with a clear download message from higher sources, and it said, all right, vacation's over. It's time to put on this conference in 2018. And it was a pretty strong dictate from my... Um, my ET guides for the lack of any other way of describing it and so I said okay so what I usually do is I I test the waters and so I put out some feelers and it starts to move in a positive direction so it's part of the manifestation process apparently from our whistleblowers they say that one of the main reasons that the extraterrestrials the negative bad guys haven't wiped off humanities from not only the face of the earth but the Totality of existence is that we have what's called the the metagene, the ability to take things from non-material and imagine, image, imagine it and manifest it and down into 3D physicality and create things. And we hear stories like Tesla. Tesla would image things in his mind, didn't have to go through the um, drafting it and filing it for, you know... Production at if the government level he would just image it go back to his lab and immediately Build whatever it was and first time out it worked every time so that is a called the metagene So I started the process. I'm not as good as Tesla definitely, but I am pretty good uh, Manifestor and I started the process and I started getting a lot of yeses from different people yes, 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 so with that in mind, when I went to the mainland, I talked to Robin and talked to Misha Johnson and a bunch of other people and sent out emails and all this stuff. So I've got a strong yes. So now we're on the next level of the, of the co-creative process, which is uh, to excite other people and, and get them listed on board and understanding that this is something that is uh, t- going to take us from this mundane level of existence where we believe all the bullshit and <laughs> to a higher level of co-creation uh which uh, in the, the consciousness movement they call it disclosure uh, i symbol it as a, a not only disclosure but um an activism type movement which will co-create a reality where everybody gets their needs met they feel honored re- adored, respected, that this is a transparent, authentic environment, where, you know, basically uh, a needs-based economy, a needs-based planet, much like the other planets I visit. It's really uh, perplexing to me, because I have been on board ships, I've been on other planets, and their main system... Uh, operation uh, their paradigm is one where everybody is respected uh, they don't have racism or sexism or genderism or ageism or sizes or any kind of things like that all forms all avatars are accepted and it's not even tolerating it's just everybody's locked everybody's accepted and it sounds like science fiction but there are worlds where they operate and they look at humanity like, what, what's wrong with those people? Why do they have this slave system of money and control? And um, you know, our free will is just stifled, and we're shamed and blamed and, and beat down until we, we're very small. We don't really have a high regard for anything let alone ourselves. So this, this is changing, and that's part of this dictate and. The conference we're going to come together and uh, create a coherent field, a cohesive, coherent field of energy, which will much like when the um, who, who was it that the the gurus from India came and they meditated in Ohio or something? Honey, it was back in you know, what, the 70s or 80s, and they measured how crime dropped. Tell tell us about that, sweetheart.
2: Oh, okay, okay, yeah, um, the basically uh, people i uh, actually can't remember the guru but he was really cool and and they moved into this uh, suburb of cincinnati and they all meditated a certain time and they brought and the uh crime rate went went down uh and it, it really works it's forming a coherent field and there's several ways to do it. one is everybody praying at the same time all over the world can have an effect or and then the question is well do you do it when it's 12 o'clock and 12 o'clock keeps rotating Uh, or or do you do it all so it's all at the same time? And if you really start thinking that, you'll inevitably come to the conclusion it's better to just have, not have all these silly time zones that create incredible confusion and expense. But anyway, so humanity can form if if we all pray for peace. If, you know, one of the best ways to pray for peace is to look at, uh, imagine somebody that your people have been enemies with. And imagine, you know, in, in my case, for example, Uh, My name's Alexander. When I found out Alexander was the great what? The great killer. He killed all kinds of people. I went back in my consciousness and I brought before me in my imagination all the people that Alexander had killed. And I said, I'm sorry that uh, someone with my name did that. And I want to take back, I, I ask your forgiveness and I want to take back the parts of my soul that are left with the name of this murderer. Uh, will you give them back? And just imagine a worldwide puja where you're looking into the eyes of every person and you're saying, I forgive you. I ask your forgiveness for anything I may or my ancestors or my relatives might have done. And then you can realize that you are one with everybody. That's what I I think of about a worldwide puja. Do it now in your mind and we'll have world peace.
3: Right. So that's the concept of this conference is that we begin, just begin. And we're going to begin in Albuquerque, which is very close to where this whole modern uh, UFO Uh, movement started with Roswell. So one of our people was going to take a group to Roswell. That hasn't quite manifested yet, but it's that close. We can just drive to Roswell after the main conference and and see where the modern UFO movement began. Um, And then, anyway, apparently there's a lot of UFO activity. There's the Sandia Mountain ETs. They say that these gray ETs uh, are in contact with one of our presenters and and she uh, um, Twitters or messages say <laughs> Twitter every day. It's called Sandia et. Uh, you can check them out on Twitter and follow them. So we have all these people. I have about uh, well, I have about 40 to 50 contactee experiencers, uh, secret space program people, whistleblowers. And my concept is we all come together and we all participate in some fashion. We're going to have our people that do the presentations, but others will, uh, you know, just be a part of a panel. A lot of everybody can come there, so we're going to have some that uh, Skype in, you know, and Zoom in. And we're going to bring it together as much energy as possible between the presenters and the workshops and the, and the um, panels and everything. And we're going to connect the dots The panels. We're finally uh, taking these concepts from the different presenters and we're going to talk about it. Roundtable, much like we do on all these radio shows. We're going to address the issues and talk to each other. So I'm, I'm progressing with that. It's called Stargate to the Cosmos.org. Uh, Robin's going to help me. Might even get her up there on stage. <laughs> and Sasha's helping. And anybody who wants to help, contact us, us at Stargate. the Cosmos at gmail.com do go over to the website and register we do need ticket sales So we can start paying For all kinds of things, you know, we're still in this money system and it all costs money (laughs) But um, we're we're doing this and uh, it's October 25th to 28th of 2018 in Albuquerque, New Mexico, so anything else you want to cover, we've got, yeah, we've got about uh, 20 minutes. Left.
2: Well, I just like to say to experiencers, which is whom we're appealing to on this conference and other things, is that you know, we found that more and more people have positive experiences, that it's just the ETs don't take in. And you know, and, and and stick something up you know, It's not just just that at all. Basically, once people, ref- you know, just like uh, you, you know, if you're a cat, your mommy might take you to the vet. Well, what happens is now the experiences are those those kinds of uh, uh, so-called abductions have have ceased, basically, and people are getting upgrades and help in their lives. And uh, you know, we see people like uh, Wilde Wild will be at our conference. Uh, you see that these almost everybody that goes deep enough will find that they gave consent and are part of here, here as as a mission that they was they're not victims they were just not ready to remember that they had chosen to be educated to come to earth and many of us are dual souls I, I, i'm not But many are uh, who have come uh, to bring, particularly from the Zeta grays, who have a sense of feeling for all one another. They have a group feeling, which most uh, humanoids don't. And so that the hybrids with grays have this empathy for everybody in a way that uh, the Anunnaki, our primary ancestors, ancestors do not so the so and those of you who are like me who have had visionary dreams uh, again and again of world peace or something this isn't just a figment of your imagination or if it is a figment of your imagination where is the generation that's imagining it's in you it's in the universe and so this is it this is the time if you've had visionary experiences this is the time to come forth. This is the time when the world is ready for the change, to leave the, uh, uh, the Kali Yuga. It's the time of the Satya Yuga. Uh, you know, Shiva, Enki, Aquarius is here. The Anunnaki are here, and Jesus has returned to help us. So celebrate.
3: <laughs> Sounds good to me. Robin, have you had encounters with extraterrestrials?
4: Absolutely. So and I just want to thank Basha for saying that because we are all here and we're all hybrids pretty much now at this point. We all either have, um, uh, their implants or, uh, as I mentioned about the DNA coming up different. Um, it's, I've had encounters, um, uh, Of different types. I think we're living it all subtly. Um, It doesn't have to be a major, like, we're told about a big bang. And I think that is something for me personally that I guess I always thought that everything had to be extra large, extraordinary outside. And coming to terms now, learning that we're actually living everything that we hear talked about. It's very subtle. And it's just a matter of desiring to see more or receive more all we need to do is ask seek and knock and it'll be opened um it's the it's the choice between the fear and the love and i'll just say one thing for everyone whenever you're approached and you feel it's something other terrestrial or extra dimensional uh, it shouldn't be alien to any of us it is not unknown anymore we're all flowing in it the most important thing is to say what you mean and mean what you say, because there is no such thing as language in speaking it. It's all telepathetic for me and they already know. And we're conversing amongst ourselves. Now we've been given light language and whether we utilize it or it's, uh, activated like we have many of us that are here now that are as vessels and, um, amplifiers for everything that's already been given Uh, there's like our friend you mentioned Misha Johnston who also does a galactic uh, language activation for those that wish to be uh, powered up for this mission that we are here earth is a planet we are human beings or earthlings Uh, it's just a matter of stepping into the power and taking back all that we've been blessed with right here that we've created and not be dictated to or told that we have to punch a clock in order to make money, what to pay taxes to put into someone else's pocket for something that is unnatural. And um, I just feel strongly that it's time to get back to the nature way of things and appreciating all that we have right in front of us.
0: So thank you for thank you
4: again.
0: Robin. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank
2: you. I, I, that's so beautiful. You know, and I think in in what is important to remember in ascension is what uh, you know Gandhi said, yeah, we have to drop uh, vengeance. If we go eye for an eye, and uh, the whole world will be blind. And so what we have to do is is to look at the people that we judge have uh, are, are people just like us at some level and we can reach out to the uh, divine parts of them from the divine parts of us and we don't have to be punitive. We have to forgive, I think, the Nelson Mandala process of uh, reconciliation by tell, just tell the truth, there's no punishment. Uh, ancient uh, 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 Zuni actually had a thing like uh, many, many things like that in one case when the Navajo were in, invading uh, uh, one of the Z- uh, Zuni areas, and there was a traitor. And they found, and they, the, the Zuni were able to protect themselves. The Zuni are the protectors of the Hopi. Uh, but the, and the trader, they found out who he was. But they didn't kill him. They didn't punish him. He just was an unimportant person. He was out to Coventry, so to speak. And so that's it. We don't have to be punishment. We don't have to put anybody in jail. We certainly don't have to shoot anybody. What we need to do is forgive them and just not let them take authority over us anymore.
4: Absolutely. Yes, all is love. Um, And I think shootings and those types of things are created out of fear. They're afraid that it'll happen again. And so they want, you know, that's why people are put in jail. So they won't do it again. So if you love them through it, I believe, you know, finding out what the stem, the, uh, that which create, you know, creates the desire for someone to act out of um, malice. It, again, if it's a programming. Um, we can go in. That's a whole other discussion yes. about. Uh, yeah. Um, You're so. quite right. <laughs> you know, Tim, uh,
2: Tim Tim Larry uh, 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 taught he did all these work in in the in the prisons when he was at Harvard, and he found that if he gave the prisoners uh, every kind of prisoner, uh, listened to them and gave them some LSD and helped them work through stuff. They no longer had any intensity of uh, intention of violence. And it was like the most important, uh, one of his, the most important discoveries of how powerful, uh, psychotherapy with lysergic acid diethylamide can be. But of course it, it threatened the uh, medical profession. And even though, uh, uh, so anyway, there there it is. Everybody is a redeemable human being who's a partly uh, got the fractal of the divine within them, and that can be brought out if we just shine some of your love upon them.
0: Yes,
3: absolutely. Agreed. So we have this whole thing that's emerging with um, people shooting And there's some kind of connection with the pharmaceuticals. I read a report that um, every single one of them, (laughs) the recent ones, big ones, the schools, the the shooters had been on some kind of pharmaceutical, you know, um, that so-called calm calm them down and make them sane, but it has the opposite effect. Anybody have any comments on these pharmaceuticals that are driving these people crazy Is this just, just some any, part any,
2: of that anything my control
3: programming that are mm-hmm. anything
2: you do that anything. push down just builds up energy until it bursts out so if you ha- let's say you're angry at uh, you're angry but you've been taught you can never express your anger here take this pill or uh, or learn how to do it yourself so you're never expressing anger what you need to do is just not act out on anger but feel okay part of me that's angry uh what do you really need? What did you, and where did you come into my uh, into my life? Anger and how to have you served me? Anger and what are your interests in the uh, present situation? And uh, is there some way that I can, without destroying my ecology, uh, meet your needs? That's the way to deal with it, I think.
3: Yeah, because there's some kind of perversion in this society. If we just, I'm a systems analyst, and I just look at the society. And it seems like every X amount of years, uh, you know, we get some kind of dictator that, that emerges and it's like a big pimple full of pus and it bursts and it takes over the whole planet. And then we have crazy things like World War II and people running around killing each other in mass like everybody's a boogeyman. We all got to die. And um, That ended with uh, an atomic explosion. And then... Everyone was terrified, and we almost destroyed us all. And they kind of backed out into this semblance of peace, but it's never authentic peace. It's just um, under the surface until it—it's like the pimple that finds another path and it comes out in another place. So apparently, uh, after World War II, under Project Paperclip, all that uh, horrendous, horrible energy of the Nazis, where they were torturing people and killing people and um, doing all kinds of experiments just kind of ran across the ocean to the United States, uh, sanctioned by our government, we made relatively peaceful, uh, although we've had little areas where the volcano, you know, let out a fart or something, you know, Vietnam and all these other wars over the last 50, 60 years, but it keeps threatening to um, take away all our freedoms, take away all our rights and liberties and kill as many as possible. No no regard for life, for humanity. And now it's at another level where there's no regard for this planet and the pollution. And so, so any comments on that? What What is happening if you look at the whole global system that this polarity and perversion Always keeps us into a, like a level zero civilization. We never make it to level one. We're just always in this primitive ongoing primitive state that that periodically and then evolves. but yeah, next person.
2: Uh, who has any? Calls? one pos- one possibility is that uh, we've reached the uh, that the perversity. Uh, that you cite, you know, has stimulated uh, uh, all kinds of innovations that have led to artificial intelligence being capable of comprehending the entire situation of the globe and all people. And uh, some people think uh, that Minerva, the spirit of of, of the combined AI, will inevitably uh, save uh, humanity and bring us some kind of uh, reasonable uh, peace on Earth.
3: I'd like to see that. Robin?
4: Well, if it's, going, if it's John. going to take the AI, I'm hoping that, as you just mentioned, Janet, the um, what I have felt that has been in this, even in this last few months, we're already in the fifth month of 2018, that what I was given was, are you ready for change? Rapid change. Rapido, rapido. And that has been occurring in everyone's life that I meet. And then told that we are uh, the level one civilization, and it's what I've been, i put things through Facebook, and what I was given is we are the new creation, manifestation, vibration generation civilization. So, that's what we're here to do. (laughs) It's time to change the world to what... Yes. And we are being the change and this is why we're bringing about the change. There are more of us that are awakening the ascension. It's happened. Gaia's is ascending and whether the planet's going to split where we, or Nibiru, I'm familiar. I'm so grateful to be a part of that, being, seeing, seeing the energy. Um, and, being the vessel for the energy to flow through um, for the highest good of everybody. And I guess I'm part AI too, right? We all, those of us who know um, that we have this purpose, this mission, this is what we're here for. It's time for, you know, I put things out constantly from um, other Uh, realms of whether it's like I mentioned, the galactic federation of light or the ascended masters, because these are messages that have always been here. They're coming through and we're here. It's like, I am so appreciative because like Dr. Sasha and Janet opening up the opportunity to pass the baton, to share all the wisdom for me, for my generation that I may do it also and and be here to, for these wonderful beings of, that are being born now into a clean slate and they already know that they're created beings and they're manifesting their reality. This is phenomenal. I said, it took them 55 years to cut me loose at the reins. So I'm really gra- grateful and glad to know this now. And if it took a near death experience or or whatever that is, everyone will experience ascension in their lifetime and it can be millions of lifetimes. We have been so many things before and here we are now and whenever we are, you know, ready to pick up the baton and run with it, uh, we'll be given that opportunity. Open the key, pick up the key, unlock the door. It's there for everybody.
3: So when you had your uh, near-death experience, did you have any connections on, like, remembrances of crossing over to the other side and connecting with guides or council Uh, or anything like that I, I have but I just wondered what you had
4: I it's been different like when I first had the incident when it first occurred it it was just like it had it happened with no adrenaline and palpitation so I knew it was different and it really felt like time totally stopped and then this whole clear field it was like a force field around me um, more, you know, I think it was pretty much circular for what I could see pretty much in front of me with six lanes of oncoming traffic at over 70, you know, 70 to 80, 90 miles an hour, which was, you know, in a distance, probably a half a mile for me. In reality, that I'm sure that's not what it looked like, if you know what I mean. And then doing the regression and seeing the accident after it was a whole nother scenario, but I only felt myself or saw myself being held like, a little bit away from the scene and above by like two what I would say were angelic celestial type of beings, which were translucent. Um, though I would like study more in, in within myself to hear what I heard and go into it more, you know, I, I prefer really not to even try, you know, I want to do it without even thinking about it or guessing at any rate you know, to say, but I've, I've had several incidents actually. And that's why I truly can be at peace in saying, this is my last time around. I know it is because I have had several incidents where I've been crushed between, um, a three wheeler motorbike and a boulder, no vitals after that one. Um, I've, I heard, you know, at a young age, uh, um, 11 years old. I heard, you know, pack all your toys and baby dolls up and put them in the closet in case your house catches on fire. And then within a week I had my birthday. And then I heard one night, uh, play possum on the couch, which I, for Robin, not knowing what that would have meant, but I knew what to do. I knew it meant to pretend I was asleep and our house literally burned down to the ground that night. I, if I had been upstairs, I, w- I really know I wouldn't be here today. So, um, there are many things that have occurred in my life. And I, I mean, so I just happened, have the, inter- uh, did you end up getting off the, the couch? What happened? The so uh, when, and- so my, yeah, my brother was upstairs. He fell asleep, um, with a candle that was uh, burning in a bottle. So it tipped over. It caught his bed on fire. He tried to make it downstairs to get water and he never made it back up the steps. So when I knew the house was on fire, I just immediately went out of the door and ran across the street to get the fire department I called for the fire. De- I'm the mm-hmm. one that made the calls for the fire department. So, you know, getting the family out of the house, uh, I don't know. I just ran out the doors. I do you know, it was, there was no question. Okay. My body just jumped up off the, I didn't even think about this before, Janet. Thank you. Like literally. And, and let me just share this. I knew something bad was going to occur because, and I heard, you know, the voice. So it was like, I knew because I put my brand new jeans, my t-shirt and my flute at the end of the couch Thinking, oh well, I'll just grab my clothes or get dressed. No, 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 no. You, you. That's why I say to everyone now. Here's the most important thing I think for me, especially, and I share this. And even beginning a universal tribe in in uh, Las Vegas, they would plan like, what are we going to do for the meeting? And I said, you can do all the planning that you want to do in every day of your life, or as much as you want to do. Though when when it comes down to the time, it's going to happen like it's supposed to happen. You like we, you know, you have no idea until you're in the heat of the moment, what your reaction is right. going to be. So I love life so much. I just live, uh, uh, in another part of the reality of it, like without time as a clock, I know there are imp- important things that I, you know, appointments that I do have to stay 3d on though. For me, I've made the transition and have a relationship with time itself, that it knows when I need to be, where I need to be. And I love to flow with that. And it's an energy I'd love to share. I, if I were able to teach it, I would. I'm, I think everyone has to make so the choice. It's a family. decision.
3: Wait, go back to that.
4: Did they all get I'm out sorry. of the
3: house alive? Did yes,
4: die? Everyone, everyone made it out. Everyone made it out of the house. We lost everything. Lost everything. And uh-huh. these are the things that, and again, um, these are the types of occurrences that are lessons in our lives um, for whatever could be at age 12. We had three car accidents in the same month uh, of the house burning down. I mean, I literally lost everything at a young age. And, wow. you, you know, you just rebuild, you know, or, or how do you let it affect your life? I'm not a victim. And there's another teaching, you know, victimization, realization, uh, the, um, uh, vibration learning and, you know, synchronization. I mean, that's what life is. And right. we're, I think growing up or in the beginning, this is why this, I want the schools. It's to share these things that people know, you know, it's not that everything's life is not happening to us, you know, we, by what we're thinking and how we're acting and what we're saying, it's what we bring to us. It's like a, the law of attraction or being magnetic. And if it's vibrational and frequency, you know, just like frequency as in how often does it occur? And it's around us all the time. How much do we pay attention to it? The more we pay attention, the more it pays attention to us. And I like to say it's as if the universe is conspiring on our behalf all the time. And so it's what we do with it, how Good. we choose. We have yeah.
3: one minute. We
4: okay. One minute Love you we're all.
3: We're done with the show. Wrap it up. Um. Last last words, everybody. Sasha, what would you like to say?
2: Thank you so much, Rob, and thank you, John. Uh, it's wonderful hearing from both of you. Make your aloha.
3: Make you aloha, love and blessings. Thank you for joining us this evening.
1: Revolution Radio at FreedomSlips.com. Any commercial advertising you may hear in this program is of the sole discretion and benefit of the host of this program you are listening to. Revolution Radio does not endorse any commercial products, nor does it accept monetary compensation for on-air advertising of commercial products, nor will it ever. We are and shall remain 100% listener-supported. Any product advertising on this program are considered used at higher risk, and Revolution Radio shall not be held liable for any claims or damages received from any product advertised within this program. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. Most guys freeze. That's your cerebral cortex looking for an answer it doesn't have. See? Even your brain knows you're is filling with adrenaline right
0: now whether you know it or not your heart's beating fast it's getting a little harder to breathe the neurobiological system
1: is telling it to run but your knees are too weak to move fear is not real the only place that fear can exist is in our thoughts of the future
2: it is a product of our imagination causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist that is near insanity and do not misunderstand me danger is very real but fear is a choice
1: we are all telling ourselves a story you're listening to revolution radio at freedomslips.com one hundred percent listener supported radio. Reporting